Pastor Brian, we don't have Paul, it's Marky and I, unscripted and, and wide open. It's going to be great. <laughs> Make sure that you share the broadcast. If you're watching today, please comment. Tell us where you're watching from. We're so excited to be here. We've got an awesome topic for you. We're going to be talking about increase in power with one easy move, and it yeah. really is easy. Um, yeah. We also are going to play a game. For those of you that don't know, Marky and I are both on Truth Talk together, yep. which is a broadcast that we do um, dead, or aimed at like young adults, youth age, and on Truth Talk, a few months ago, we were going to play Chubby Bunny, but it never happened because we ended up throwing the marshmallows across the room. <laughs> so today, Marky and I are going to play that in just a second, but share the broadcast Hello. I feel like so many challenges that we do end <laughs> up like having to fit things and and eat sour things or and they're it's usually true. like drool and stuff like that. Like oh, often, it's so gross. I really hope that there's not today. Marky was concerned that if she swallows, she's allowed swallow. I am. I get complaints. <laughs> I get complaints. Complaints. I get complaints. So she was concerned about drinking and having you yeah, hear it. So like, if you can hear her drinking, please you, comment and let her know. Should we test it? Oh, please test it. Okay. Tell me <laughs> if you can hear this. I can hear it. Granted, I'm right beside her, but <laughs> I could for sure hear it. I don't know why. Like, um, I feel bad when I'm in the office with you. Like yesterday, all day, everyone was so quiet. It was. It was a quiet day. Everyone was so focused and so quiet. And then we'd go through these periods where you could hear everyone individually eating. Like we weren't eating at the same time. No. At one point, no. Priscilla was eating her apple. And it's and not quiet point, foods we're eating. Like it's not like peanut butter yeah, and bread. Like it's, it's like an apple, green peppers. You were eating. What were you? You were eating something that was very I was crunchy. Eating green like bell peppers. Yeah. And every they're time I was, I'm like, crunchy. Oh, there's not a quiet way to do <laughs> this. Crunchy. Like I kept trying. I was eating 
using like a hard, no, like one of those like Nutri-Green, like the hard <laughs> kind of thing, really crunchy. So for those of you that hate the sound of chewing, you I'm would sorry. not enjoy working in the office with us, at least yesterday. Yeah. Even the drinks, honestly. I even, could you hear me drinking a water bottle? Like I was like, yes. Principal was in the back. Yes. He's like, yes. I'm sorry. As I was drinking it, I was like, oh, they probably. I hope they can't hear this, but I have to drink the water. Trust me, I don't want to. But okay, who's on? It looks like Mr. Mark Presley, Pamela Hancock Kelly. Hey, Michelle Logan, Holly Shaver. Shiloh, Hi. Shiloh, you're so close to having your baby girl. Oh, do you oh, know what you're going to name her? Um, we will absolutely be praying, Miss Michelle, absolutely. Um, Johnny, uh, Pamela says that she can hear you swallowing. Pastor Nicole. Can, is my lapel, like, is it, like, touching my neck, like, grazing or anything? Let me know if it sounds okay. Pastor Nicole says that your hair looks long. Jose Romero. Oh. I, Hi, Jose. Jose, I feel like it's been so long <coughs> since we've interacted. I like, know. Where at least you since been? Christmas. I, has Billy I been know. hiding you in like a closet or something? <laughs> I'm glad that you're here. I'm glad that you're here today. Yes. Okay. Well, share the broadcast because when you share the broadcast, you are entered to win a $25 gift card. Mm. And we have a gift card winner from last week. Mm. We do. Marky doesn't know. I don't know. Who won the gift card? Who, who won Ooh. it? We're switching the slides. We're switching the slides. There it is. Yay. <laughs> $25 gift card. Bum, 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 bum. And the winner of last week's $25 gift card is Jose Romero. What? It really was. Oh, <laughs> Jose. Jose. Oh. Jose. 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 Jose is my brother from another mother. <laughs> Literally my brother-in-law. Yeah, not from although like, I'm not pretty like, bro, but like I talk about it so much that I doubt there's anyone that doesn't know that though. It's true. So. It's true. Like she she talks of you quite often. She told many people the other day that you're like her favorite person I do, in I the do. world. There's usually an intro. So Jose, um, who is my favorite person ever, um, it, there's usually that intro with it's it. It's true. Like, yeah. Okay. Well, share the broadcast. <laughs> Let's see. Has anyone else hopped on? Jose, you're not saying hi. Jose, Jose, say hi to me. Have you, do you have access to comment on your phone? I'm sure he does. <laughs> okay, so we're going to play our game today, which is Chubby Bunny. Chubby Bunny. Chubby Bunny. For those of you who don't know what this game is, it is food. Oh man, it's going to look so weird with me. Dang it. Did you think about that? I for sure thought about oh. that. Whenever I like have something in my cheek, it always like pops out a lot. Oh my goodness, y'all! There was, oh wait, there was a great, great moment on Truth Talk where we did a, a warhead challenge where we had to stuff our mouths full of warheads. They were like, weren't they like the super warheads? They like were, the, and they hurt. Like they yeah. burned. They it burned. was it was painful. They it burned like a whole layer in our mouth for like a day. It was bad. And so Marky, Marky's cheeks like were the best. Oh my goodness. So today's gonna be great. So how you play is we have a bag of marshmallows that I just opened up and we have to see how many we can fit in our mouths while saying Chubby Bunny. What do we do with them when we're done? I have a trash can to spit out oh, if, okay. you want to, if you don't wanna just 
Do you Not have like mama. tissues? Like Nope, I didn't think of that part. <sighs> okay. It's gonna be great. Yeah. Um, okay, so we have to do one at a time and keep increasing together. I think Priscilla like is on the win. tissue. Oh, you gave me a tissue, thank you. Unless everyone would like to see my spit. While you're watching, so. who do you think is going to win this? Myself or Marky? Put it in the comments below. Who cheer us on? Me. You know, Paul's not here this week, which yeah. means that the chances of either of us winning yes. have gone up. Yes, he would definitely win. Oh my goodness gracious. Okay, so we have to okay. start with one, and then after each one, we have to say Chubby Bunny. And we have to go until we can't say Chubby Bunny what, anymore. What qualifies as saying it? That they can understand the words that are coming out of our mouth. Okay. Okay. Ready? Chubby Bunny. Chubby Bunny. Easy as pie. Chubby bunny. Chubby bunny. Oh, dang. With the lapel, they probably can hear this stuff, too. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. It's not as gross as the gum last week. That was gross. Okay. Three? Gum? I don't remember that. What was the gum? Chubby bunny. Chubby bunny. It's like an art. Thank you. Okay. Four. We're at three. Oh, here comes oh. the drool. My mouth is dry now. Chubby <laughs> bunny. <laughs> I want to see one. Chubby bunny. Okay, who's saying? Oh my goodness. <laughs> Spit, take it! I feel like we stopped actually talking at like five. And at that point, it was just how many can we fit in our mouths? At I stopped one time. talking at like three. <laughs> it, was just, it was hard not being able to communicate. I legitimately drooled all over my pants. So there's, oh, really? there's that. Yep. That that big like white stain like on my pants. That's 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 <laughs> Johnny Shaver that it sounds like Charlie Brown's teacher. <laughs> wah, 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 wah. That was that was really gross. That was 
Also, anytime I spoke, I felt like it was immediate drool. Like the warheads were different. That was like immediate. Do I have marshmallow on my face? Mm -mm. Do I? I mean, you took no, care of mine. But I did. I took it off for you. That's that's love. That's Jesus. that's friendship. That's well, that was a lot quieter than I was expecting. It was. <laughs> it was not. Like, I felt it starting to, like, block the back of my throat. I was like, <gasps> So, Reese, trying to talk through the last one, like, do you think you can do more? Like, with that, like could you have fit more in your no. mouth? That was it. There was, <laughs> I was not going to fit. Like, let alone trying to talk. Like, none were going to fit. None, none. None. When she put the last one in, it was just, almost like a gag reflex of, like, don't go down my throat. It was just, it was, it was mainly sticking out. I don't know if you noticed. Most of it was sticking out of my mouth, so it was technically not really in there, but, yeah. I haven't had sugar in a few days, so that was like uh, a, oh. the, the The texture on top of the yeah. marshmallows was, like, it's very, like, it felt like I put chalk in my Fill mouth. <gasps> I got a drink, guys. Get ready. Here it comes. <laughs> she almost spit on my computer. <laughs> we have a thing also on Truth Talk where a lot of the times one or all of us will end up spit-taking throughout the episode. Like, it's, it's, it's really a thing that we have. It's, yep. Also, are there challenges? Are there things that you would like us to do on the broadcast? Like, we do funny things, but is there something you'd like us to do that we haven't done before? Comment below hmm. if you'd like to see us do something. And <clears throat> while you're doing that, right below the comment thing, you can just hop up a little bit and click the share button mm. and share today's broadcast. We are about to share. dive into the into today's topic. Um, but before we do, Paul and Pastor both say hi. Um, they love you. They are just both um, out of town. Paul actually had an opportunity to speak to um, a hospital yesterday about what the Lord has done in his life and healing him from his accident. He was able to lead some people to the Lord, which is phenomenal. And Pastor is out of town as well, ministering and leading people to Jesus and preaching the gospel. And so they are both on assignment right now. Um, and we love them. We miss them. But that is where they are. And because they're out, it's it's us this week. So. I mean, I'm basically the same thing as Paul. It's, it's, like, it's pretty much it's like the same height's thing. the same. Right. How Voice, you talk is the same. Personality. Like, yeah, definitely like, personality. I'm very intimidating the way Paul can be. Your competitiveness, that's yeah. that's 100% Paul. You could see it through Chubby Bunny. It's true. I got so competitive. It's true. There was anger and fire in your eyes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really upset I lost. I can tell. Okay. As you were sharing the broadcast, we are going to hop in to today's topic. Yay! Increase in power with one easy move. That sounds easy. Hmm? That sounds easy. That was easy. It's like the staples. Like, that was easy, but... <laughs> it really is, though. Um, go ahead. Go ahead. What? What? <laughs> what? No, I won't make Marky do uh. that. Marky's, Marky really enjoys when things get awkward even a little bit. Um, also, like, being passed. Yep. Love it. Just go. Put on the spot. It's Marky's go. most favorite thing. Barrett likes to do that a lot. It's she love. She likes, it's like, love. if I'm ever on here or on Truth it's Talk love. or whatever, watch her do it. She'll go, Okay, Marky, go. Go. <laughs> I don't speak to her like a dog. Like, it's not like, sit, girl. Like, go. No, I, but I am very excited when she ministers because the girl has lots of insight and wisdom. Aw, there's love that I have Aww, for you. Okay. It's not mean, it's love. <laughs> I remind myself of that when she puts me on the spot. She loves me. 
she really loves me. No, we um we are talking about how to increase in power and one of the easiest ways to do that is in what we're going to talk to you about. You know, there's a verse in 2 Samuel chapter 2 verse 30 and the Lord's talking and he says those who honor me I will honor. I want to pull it up so that way. 1 Samuel 2 uh, 2 and verse 30 says, For those who honor me, I will honor, and those that despise me will be humbled. So the Lord, this is a promise that the Lord makes. Like he, he says, those who honor me, I will honor. Which, how cool of a verse is that? Like, what a great promise from the Lord that if you honor the <laughs> Lord, the Lord will honor you. Like, yeah. I want to be honored by God. Like, you think down here on the earth, like, when somebody gets honored, there's, like, a dinner or an award or something that, like, happens where people come together. You know, there's different ways to do it. But being honored by God, like, that's what sort of resources does he have available? What things can he make happen? Yeah. And so, you know, I was, it, this is one of the verses that I've spent time thinking on and pastor talks a lot about. And, you know, naturally the very next question is, well, how, how can I honor God? And this is one of those areas where lots of people think that they know how to honor God and they're not doing that. Yeah. And Marky and I were talking about that before the broadcast. Yeah. Yeah. Um... So for me, with honoring God, I think um, it, we were talking about like specifically like pleasing God. Yeah. Um, and for me, I've had to really detach myself from the from pleasing God by my actions. And um, like we were talking about like the desire, the balance of like wanting to please God and like striving for it to to a place of like not feeling like God is pleased with you and doing things out of obligation. Yeah. Um, and I was like, that's something that the Lord's been dealing with me even last night during impact today and everything is like, why am I wanting to honor God? Why am I wanting to please God? Is it because, because I'm trying to earn his love yeah. or earn his approval, earn his favor, or whatever. And that's been, that has been part of it that the Lord's been showing me. Hey, you need to back in. Yeah, you need to work on that kind of thing. But um, in Impact, Pastor Nicole and uh, Pastor Nicole was talking about how, well, everything we do for God should be out of an overflow of realizing how much He loves us and the yeah. grace that He's given us. Like yeah. when you realize, oh my gosh, He loves me so much, and He's He had He's done all this for me, and He's given me all this. And when you receive His love and grace. You can't help but to honor yeah. God. You can't help but to bring it back. It's like being so full that it just starts to overflow. Yeah. And you almost can't even help it, but just be like, oh, wow. Like, and just want to do everything for God and want to tell everyone about yeah. him. Well, and, you know, a lot of people, they'll hear verses like, if you honor me, I'll honor you. And so it immediately becomes, uh, uh, I'm going to do this, so you're going to do this, like a a contractual thing and you know that's the Lord is covenant so if you uphold like he's going to uphold his end of the covenant um you know that's it's who he is but you know 
I'm just going to go to scripture with it because it's, it's one of these things that gets debated so often. You'll hear people talk about, you've got to do this to please God. You have to do this to please God. This, like, do these things and you will be pleasing to God. Um, but before I get to scripture, you know, I was telling Marky a story um, earlier this past year. Like, there's, I'm, I'm married, my husband is awesome, and... Just like every married couple, you have season, you have times in your life where you are growing and things are changing and they look different. And earlier um, in 2019, like I was in one of those times with my husband and I was trying to purpose myself to grow in our relationship. So I had talked to Pastor Nicole and I was like, how can I, how can I pour more into George? How can I love him better? Like, how, how do I honor him more? Like, I had a reminder on my phone of, ask the Lord how to honor George better, just because I, I had a desire to do that. So Pastor Nicole gave me a list of things, um, not a li- but she gave me some items that she thought would really help. So I started coming home and doing them. You know, I would do the dishes. I would, um, you know, I'd, we would talk about different things. I'd George would come home, and it's, how was your day? What would you do today? Like, talking to him, having dinner ready, whatever it was, um, just as some examples. And I was doing all of the things that Pastor Nicole had suggested that I should do. You know, I was talking to him. We were talking about the things she had recommended we talk about, doing the things that she had recommended we do. And after, like, two, three weeks of this, George finally looked at me, and he he's like, you're, I, I don't feel connected to you. Like, I don't, I don't feel like we're close right now. And I'm like, what are you talking about? We're not close right now. <laughs> I am doing all of this stuff that like, I don't ordinarily do, or like, I'm, I'm putting in effort. Like, how do you not see effort I'm making? Like, I'm, I'm seeking wise counsel. I'm doing the things my wise counsel is telling me to do. I'm, I'm doing all of this stuff. And I went back to Pastor Nicole the next day. And I'm like, Help me understand this, because I, I don't get it. And I, you know, I am very much a, a task-oriented person. I'm pretty point-blank. Like, I'm not the, the, a real touchy-feely, like, mushy-gushy person. Like, that's not in my realm of how I've operated. And so I was like, I don't, I don't understand. <laughs> like, <laughs> what am I doing wrong? And she showed me that while I was doing the things that she had told me to do, I hadn't connected my heart with it. I was just doing them as tasks. And as I accomplished each one, I was thinking, okay, this is done, now I'm on to the next thing. This is done, now I need to go to the next part. And my heart wasn't connected to it. And, you know, there's a verse in Isaiah, (laughs) Isaiah 1, 19, I think. And the Lord says that if you are willing and obedient, you'll eat the good of the land. So it's not just a matter of being obedient. Your heart has to be involved with it. And if your heart's not involved, it's, it's evident, like you can see it. So the part that we're, the one easy move to make is to increase power is intimacy with the Lord. You know, your heart has everything to do with whether or not you're going to have power truly operating in your life. So we read earlier about the Lord saying that those who honor me, I will honor. Well, how do you honor God? 
You honor him through intimacy. You honor him through relationship. You honor him through fellowship. Yeah. And, you know, I'm not saying that there's not things to do. There 100% is things to do in the word. There are instructions that God has given and standards that we're to uphold and things that we are to ensure that we have happening in our life. But we're going to go to Revelation chapter 2. Um, and, you know, this is Jesus talking. And he's talking to the church of Ephesus in Revelation 2. And Revelation 2, verse 2, it's, Jesus says, I know your works. He's talking to this church. Now, listen to this. This is a church that, and Pastor has preached on this before. If you've never heard Pastor talk about a reset, please go back into the Boomerang archives and to the Connection Show archives. We have many videos on this. But in Revelation 2, chapter 2, Jesus talking to the church of Ephesus says, I know your works, I know your labor and your patience, and that you cannot bear those who are evil. You have tested those who say that they are apostles, but are not. You have found them to be liars. You have endured and have been patient. And for my name's sake, you have labored and have not grown weary. Like, this sounds phenomenal. <laughs> this church sounds great, because I'll tell you, after... Like, I've been here at Boomerang for six years, and there have been, I can't say that I've never grown weary. I can't even say that as a church there haven't been times where we've been weary. Like, so reading through this, like, just those verses alone, it stirs me up of, whew, a church can do this. A church cannot <laughs> grow weary. Like, a church yeah. can do all this stuff, and it sounds phenomenal. But the very next verse in, in verse 4, Jesus says, but I have something against you, you know, they're doing things right. They're not growing weary. They're, they're operating in power. They are working for the Lord. They're being patient, which means that they're being kind. And they're doing all this stuff, which is awesome. But Jesus still has something he's holding against them, which is you've abandoned the love you had at first. And the, in context, he's talking about you, you don't love me the way that you used to. That intimacy, it's not there. They've left that first love. And he says, remember from where you've fallen, repent and do the works you did at first, or else I will come to you quickly and remove your candlestick from its place unless you repent. Like, so boil down, Jesus is saying, if you don't love me the way that you did when you first knew me, like if your love isn't there, if it's not reignited inside of you, I'm going to come and I'm going to remove you from your position of power because your power was given to you from an overflow of intimacy that you had with me. You cannot honor God without having a deep fellowship with him, being intimate with him. So in order to have power, You've got to have relationship with him. Yeah. I think the coolest part is, not the coolest part, but one thing that always blows my mind is that, like, I've always, I've always in my heart been like, oh, I want a closer relationship with the Lord. Like, yeah. I want that. I remember even as a little kid being like, um, being like, I don't know if I actually love God. Like, I'd hear my dad, <laughs> I'd hear my dad be like, I love you, Lord, or whatever. And I'd be like, do I? <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, do I love the Lord? Like, I don't know if I do. Like, I'd be like, huh, what's that? You know, I remember asking, I, I remember praying and being like, 
uh, God, like, can you show me how to love you? And yeah. I, I remember uh, one thing I started doing was like telling God, like, or, like every night I'd be like, I love you. And I remember like the first few times I said, I was like, I don't feel it at all, but I'm just going to say it. And then like, we'll see. So I, I love don't you. Don't do that when you start dating. Like, don't, don't do no. that. <laughs> no. So like, I had that heart of like, I want to, I want to love God. I want to please God or whatever. But, um, hey, but, Patricia. Hi. But, um, I would not, I would, I would not necessarily think if God like loved me or yeah. wanted me or whatever. So like the Lord would lead me to verses about how much he loved me. And it was yeah. like, it always blew my mind of yeah. like, wait a minute. Like God wants to be in fellowship with me and be in intimacy more than I want that. Like, right. how is that possible? How right. is like, um, there are some verses that I like they, um, let me see. Find it. I had so many verses, man. Um, it says, <clears throat> like Psalm twenty-seven, eight says, uh, "When you said, seek my face in prayer, require my presence as your greatest need, my heart said to you, your face, Lord, I will seek." But it says, "When you said, God said, seek my face in prayer, yeah. require my presence." as your greatest need. Yeah. God is wanting us to require his presence. Yeah. It, and I think another version says like inquire of, like like need it. Yeah. And that's from God telling us that. Like yeah. I want you to want my presence as your greatest need. You know? Well, there's the verse in John where it talks about, you know, those who abide in me, I'll abide in them. So it's not like God ever gets tired of us. Like abiding is <laughs> abiding. Like you stay forever. Like it's, and as you do that, he stays with you. Like he's a covenant God and he mm -hmm. has such a desire for fellowship and intimacy. Like Adam and Eve, when he created Adam, Adam and God just hung out. They walked in the garden. Like <laughs> God created Adam because yeah. he wanted Adam. Like he wants that level of intimacy where it's normal to just wake up and talk to yeah. God, wake up and do stuff with the Lord. Yeah, it's easy to get the mindset, of, especially if you're involved in a church, involved in some type of ministry, it's easy to get the mindset of, I am here to right. work for God. My right. sole purpose on the earth is to work for God. And that's why he made me. He made me to work for him. He right. made me to do things for him or to, and while that's, yeah, that's great. That's not why he created us. He created yeah. us for fellowship. And I remember, I, I think, it, I think I only really realized that maybe like a few years ago, I realized like being saved my whole life and always thinking, okay, I was like you hear verses like you're you were made to worship God or whatever. So I was just think, hey, God, God made me to worship Him, and that's it. God made me to work for Him, and that's it. And then I realized, God made me for fellowship. Yeah. Like, what? Well, and you know, it's we get sometimes we as believers get so funky with God. Like we just make everything really weird and really, like, really complicated. Really complicated. So, like, okay, to talk to God, I have to like kumbaya three times and hold hands with everyone. And after this many minutes of prayer that like, it's God's not weird and it doesn't need to be complicated. 
Like he gave us stuff here on the earth so that we could understand our relationship with him better. You know, like marriage, it's a picture of Jesus's love for the church um, and the type of relationship he wants to have with us. So like I was listening um, to Pastor Nicole and Pastor Brian on Connection Show before we started this episode today. And they were talking about reset, which is what we're talking about, Re going back to your first love, like what Revelation 2 is talking about. And, you know, Pastor Brian was talking about what would happen in their marriage if all he ever did was, I love you so much. You're so great. You're the best wife I've ever had. You're just, oh, you're just the best thing I've ever gotten. Like, I just, I love you so much. And like, that's all he did all the time, and he never stopped saying it. And that's the only time he talked to Pastor Nicole was to be like, you are great, and you are wonderful, and you're the best <laughs> wife I've ever had. And then he just went on his merry way to work. Like, what sort of marriage would they have? Like, they wouldn't have an intimacy. That's Pastor Brian would just praise, would just be praising Pastor Nicole, but there'd be no connection there other wow. than a, you're great, and then walking off, like, Wow. Intimacy is knowing the other person. It's not just, and you should be reverent to the Lord. You should yeah. obviously magnify his name. That's part of it. Just like it's part of it in marriage to build the other one up, to praise them. You know, that's, it's what marriage is, but that's just a piece of it. You know, if I just looked at George and was like, you're the best. And then I didn't talk to him for like a week to come back and be like, you're the best. Yeah. <laughs> like, then the next Sunday, I love you so much. And <laughs> then just I just be like, well, you're full of crap. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's just a piece of it. Intimacy is everything. It's, you know, Marky and I were talking before the broadcast about, um, not about this, but, you know, how to know, like, how to be vulnerable. Like, intimacy is vulnerability. Like, you're you're open with that person. You share yourself with that person. You give your heart to that person. And there's a, there's a power that, there's a strength that comes from that. Like, I'm, I'm solid in my relationship with George. Like, I know George loves me. I know George backs me. Like, I, I know that my husband is there to protect me and build me up and to cover me and to pray over me and to believe for me and with me. And he, he is awesome. And I... I have a strength that comes from that relationship together, but it's taken time. It's mm -hmm. taken dedication and being intentional to be, to have that intimacy together. I can't just, yeah. you're great, or complain all the time. You know, some people, intimacy with God is, man, life sucks right now. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for that. Appreciate it. You're in control of everything. So way to make things blow for me. Like, that's, that's not intimacy yeah. either. It's yeah. giving yourself to the other person, the best of yourself to the yeah. other person, opening up when things aren't great. Like it's, it's being connected at every level. Even the world has, even the world knows like when they want a relationship with a person mm -hmm. or like dating relationship with a person, even they'll recognize, um, I guess it's the best when I have a relationship with someone when they're not, it's not just romantic, but when we're best friends. Yeah. Even the world can recognize the friendship part of a relationship yeah. makes it so much better than just the romantic part. Oh, for sure. For sure. Um, and, you know, the Lord has an everlasting love for us, but it's not the works. Like, he cares about what we do. Don't, don't get us wrong. If this is not a God's love covers all. You don't have to do anything like, ever. <laughs> 
you've got stuff to do. But it needs to be empowered by the love of God. Yeah. And Mark, you was talking earlier, um, and it, it made me think of in Luke 10 with uh, Mary and Martha. You know, Jesus comes to Mary and Martha's house, and in Barrett summary, you know, here's Jesus. Martha's flipping out. Like, Martha <laughs> is freaking out out and houses got to be clean and the food's got to be ready and things have to be just right and they have to look exactly the way that I want them to look and here comes Jesus and with Jesus comes disciples and everybody's in my house now and then Jesus sits down and you know her sister Martha she's not freaking out <laughs> Martha or, or not Martha Mary's not freaking out Mary's not helping like, <laughs> Mary's not doing anything <laughs> like, she may she probably did before but when Jesus gets there like Everything else gets dropped, and Martha like gets rather perturbed. <laughs> like I, I laugh so hard because Martha's totally throwing Mary under the this bus is with like Jesus. Interesting stuff in the Bible. Like you don't, you have to really look at it. And like, oh, look at that. That's really interesting. Oh, look at that drama. Look at that. Well, it, I mean, it, and that, it's the Savior of the world coming into your house, and instead of paying him attention, you go and you're like. You're not going to tell Mary to help me? Like, do you see all the work I'm doing right now? I'm doing it for you, and you're not going to make Mary help me at all? <laughs> like, oh, I just, I love that in the Bible you see an example of people throwing people under the bus. <laughs> like, that's, that's totally what that is. But listen to what Jesus says. Like, Martha in uh, chapter 10, verse 40, she, it says, Martha was distracted with much serving. Not just serving, much serving. So it wasn't just giving him food on a plate. It was the food on the charger on the plate with the rolled up napkins and like the crudités and like everything is perfect. I don't know what a crudité, a crudité? Uh, it's like a fancy French thing that I've heard like the hospitality team say. So I'm assuming it's something food related. I don't know. It's something. But <laughs> Mary was distracted with much serving. So it's not just pizza. It's like, it's a whole 10 yards and she came to Jesus and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Then tell her to help me. <laughs> she's oh so gosh. sassy. <laughs> it, but she's told, what she's doing is she's super focused on herself. And it's, it, it's partly out of a heart to want to bless, but it's also wanting, I would guess, it doesn't say this in the word, but just from living, there's probably wanting recognition for having served so well. There's wanting him to look and to be pleased with all the effort she did. You know, Lord, look at what I've done for you. I've served you. I've done this. Do you not care that my sister sure not? Like, look yeah. at what I'm doing. I'm thinking it's not fair. For sure. And so Jesus says, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things, but one thing is needed. Martha, you've got all this stuff in your brain. There's only one thing that's important. And Mary has chosen the good part. Mary has chosen to look at the one thing that's needed, which shall not be taken from her. Because it says in verse 39, Mary sat at Jesus' feet and listened to his teaching. So while Jesus is teaching, while he's conveying his heart, while he's communicating secrets and mysteries from heaven, while he's doing all this stuff, Martha's missing it. She's not just serving out of a desire for whatever it is. She's missing the heart of God 
by thinking she's pleasing him out of her own works. You don't please God when you're operating out of your own logic. You please God when you sit and receive his heart. And as you receive his heart, you're then empowered to do everything that the Lord has called you to do. But you, you can't please God and not have his heart at the same time. In order to increase the way God wants you to, you've got to know the heart of God. You know, this is the same Martha that when Lazarus died, oh, Jesus, if you'd only come, she missed his heart. She didn't know his heart, really, because often she was wrapped up in stuff. When you know the Lord, there's a confidence and a power that comes from it. When you know his heart, when you know how he thinks, when you know how he moves. You know, I have an unbelievable privilege here at this ministry to spend so much time with Pastor Brian and Pastor Nicole and their family. The Lord has blessed me so much. Bless Marky, too. Marky is currently living with them right now. And we get opportunities to see how they act, to know how they handle situations. And the more you're around a person, the more you learn how they think, and then you start to act like them. Praise God, because they pastors are... Praise God for their wisdom and impartation. Like, Mm -hmm. praise Jesus. But it's the same thing with Jesus. The more you're around Jesus, it's what the disciples in in Acts, when the disciples were speaking to all of the the noblemen and all the fancy people that they're talking to, and they marveled because they knew that they were unlearned men, but yet they were speaking with such wisdom and such boldness, and they knew because of how they acted that they had been with Jesus. That power came from intimacy with their Savior. It didn't come because they had just gone and tried to cast out devils. No, it came because they were intimate with their Lord. They spent the time. They learned his heart. They received his word. The teaching was important. And that intimacy fueled their ability to obey him. You know, it was through that intimacy and love that they went and received the Holy Spirit. It was through that intimacy and love that they started the church. It's intimacy that drives lasting changes in the body of Christ. Actions without love are fruitless and you, they have no power in them, period. Yeah, yeah. Yesterday um, during noon prayer, we have noon prayer every day, whoop, Monday whoop. through Friday. Except Wednesdays, because we do this. Because this, yes. Here. We have noon <laughs> prayer every day. And, um, uh, well, first off, the Bible says... Um, to pray. Do it. To, to pray. The Bible does <laughs> say to pray, yes. And the Bible, um, it teaches that Jesus is in heaven at the, hand, or the right hand of the Father, and he is seated above all things, above all principality, uh, principalities, above all things. Yeah. And then in a different verse, it says that we're actually seated with him. Yeah. We're seated up there with him. And in your mind, it's like, what does that mean? I'm, I'm, I'm here. I'm not up there right now. I'm here. But um, yesterday in prayer, I was praying and obviously yesterday in prayer, I was praying. Some people don't do that during <laughs> prayer. So it's, it's, it's an real. important distinction to make. That's like, true. You can like some people sleep that's or, valid. or think about like what they need to do or something. That's also true. Um, <laughs> especially like if you are like spirit filled and you can speak in tongues. Like my it, mouth is going to speak, but my mind is totally going to make a checklist right now. You can speak in tongues <laughs> and not even be thinking about it. Don't do that. But no. you, it's it's anyway. Um, and I like saw myself 
I saw myself uh, basically like in heaven with God. And this has happened a few different times where I'm just, I'm up there and I'm just with him. And it's happened, like I said, it's happened a few different times. And Sorry it's if that, you just heard me swallow. No. It happened. Uh, it's not just me. No, if you heard it. Welcome to the broadcast today. Welcome. So you're seated in heaven. I'm seated in heaven. I'm with, I'm with the Father. And uh, there's that intimacy. So it's like, okay, yeah, like there's that intimacy. And, but something, there was something different about this time. This time when I was seated up there with the Father, at one point I like turned yeah. and I was like seated with him, but I turned away from him sort of. And I started like, I like had my hand out and I started like, declaring things and it started like as we were praying I saw myself praying the things out I was in heaven praying the things out declaring things yeah. on earth basically yeah. from heaven and I realized from that place of intimacy it was it was an image of from that place of intimacy being in heaven being with him I had that that authority that like almost like God's like I got you I got your back I'm with you you can you can speak now. Yeah. I'm giving you the authority to declare things and to make things happen yeah. because you're with me and you have my backing yeah. as you're with me kind of thing. And um, so it wasn't just the intimacy. It was God was showing me that that's where the place of power comes yeah. from. Well, I mean... George and I right now, we're, uh, we're watching Paul and Jade's kids um, and the house and different things. Um, so, you know, I think of it like this, like I'm at their house. It's not my house. Like it's, it's very much theirs and I'm tending to it, but it's their house. So I'm not going to treat it the same way I treat my house. Like I'm not just going to, hey, everybody, like come eat out of their refrigerator. Come eat all the food in their pantry. Like, because it's not mine to give in that way. But if you're at my house and I know what I have rights to and I know what's available to me to do, like I'm much more confident in what I'm offering. And hey, you can do this in my house, you can do this in my house because I know the heart of my husband. I know our what our marriage looks like and what, what limits are there um, and what's available to do. So when you know the Lord there's a confidence that comes from that. There's an overflow that happens. And when you're confident in the things of God, you know, it's so easy. When you're not confident in the things of God, it's really easy to be like the verse in James says, double-minded in all your ways, yeah. unstable. And you think this may be God, but then this may be God, and then this may be God, and then it's super confusing. But the more you have the intimacy, you, the more you know the person's voice. You know, Pastor Brian has talked about this before, but, you know, his kids know his voice. Like, there was a time in Life Group, when we first did Life Group a few years ago, and it was a crowded room. People were getting really, really loud. The kids that were there were getting uh, rather loud as well. And Pastor, um, I don't remember if he snapped his fingers or he whistled. I think he whistled, um, but that could be wrong. Um, but we'll just say he whistled. He whistled, and Luke, from across the room, amidst a whole bunch of noise, amidst a whole bunch of chaos that was there, because it, it was a lot going on, Luke heard him, stopped, turned around, and it was like, yes, sir. And Luke, I'm pretty sure, was like three. 
or four. Like he wasn't any. He wasn't older than four. Reminds me of penguins. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you ever see the the the, the shows where they talk about like all the thousands of penguins? You're my penguin. And like each one can hear like their mates. <laughs> yeah. Their mates' specific call for them yeah. out of the thousands. But Luke had spent so much time with Pastor that even just a whistle. Luke knew that's the voice of my father. Like that's that's him. Yeah. And he was at attention, ready to go. That's the type of intimacy that we need to have with our Lord as well. That we know his voice so well that as soon as he calls, as soon as he says a word, we know it's him. We know that's that's God talking to me. That's that's who he is. Like that's what he sounds like. That's what he does. And that comes from time. You know, Marky just got here nine months ago, Don't ten months ago. Like Not a year yet. And, you know, I love Marky. There's still stuff that Marky and I don't know about each other that we're growing in, that we're learning. Um, and how does that happen? It comes through time. Like, yeah. it's not just immediately Marky's here and I know everything about her and I can, I, we're just, I met her once and it was great. No, you've got to cultivate that stuff. Relationships come from time. And God has made himself fully available to the believer. Like there's not a part of himself that he's holding back. He is not withholding any good thing for those who love him. And he's the author of good things. He's the author of good things. And if he's the author of it, he's good. If the word says he's not withholding any good gift, any good thing, He's that good thing. He's not withholding himself. So if there's an entirety of God available to you, it's our responsibility to go pursue him. Yeah. That's, that's what we're responsible to do is to pursue God. To yeah. pers and in pursuing God, there's, there's the power. Yeah. And I was thinking when you were talking, I was thinking about how important it is to know the voice of God. And... That may not sound like, oh, the voice of God, that, that's super powerful. But it is, like knowing the voice of God is yeah. everything. Um, and what it made me think of was Abraham. You know, Abram had this relationship with God where God spoke to him and promised him that he would be the father of many generations. Um, you know, then years passed. Like, it's not like the next day he had Isaac. Like, years passed. He's 100, 110? No, he's... He's 100 and she's 90, something 99, like something Sounds like that. Familiar. They're old, like old that you would think that they're not popping out kids. But the Lord like supernaturally gave them a child. Here's this promised child and he gets older. You know, there's, there's different like people who believe that Isaac was different ages, but he's at least like a teenager. Like it's not like he's like, Oh, this little baby Isaac. Like, he's, he's able to go on a journey. He's able to help his dad. Like, so the Lord tells him to go sacrifice Isaac. How does that sound? Like, that sounds contradictory. That sounds crazy. That, that doesn't make sense. But Abraham knew the voice of God. But more than that, he knew the character and nature of God. Yeah. So he was willing to be obedient to what the Lord told him to do because he knew that the heart of God would not allow a promise that God had spoken to be stolen from him. 
Yeah. He knew that God is leading him to a position where he would be the father of many nations. Isaac was the promised child. So even if I kill him, God's going to raise him back up because this is the son that he gave me. Yeah. And so not only did he hear the instruction, he had the heart because he had that sort of intimacy with him. Yeah. So he's hearing the voice of God. By faith, he's going up on that mountain. By faith, he is tying his son down, ready to sacrifice him. And immediately he hears the voice of God. Imagine if he didn't know the voice. Imagine if he only heard the voice say, go sacrifice Isaac, but he wasn't listening for God in that moment. You know, yeah. there's a type of intimacy that comes. I mean, you think about it this way, in the most emotional times in your life, are you, have you always been tuned into the spirit? No, not, mm -hmm. I would say most people haven't been. Like, we're growing to be, but I haven't been that way all the time. You think about it. He's going to kill his son. He is going up on the mountain to literally sacrifice his child. Think of what his flesh was doing. Like he knew God, but his flesh was totally, I'm sure, screaming at him. Why are you doing this? This is crazy. What happens if he dies? Like the flesh and the spirit are at war. So Abraham's got this going on. And in the middle of this decision of I'm going to obey God, he was still seeking the voice of the Lord, not focusing on the problem, not focusing on, well, this doesn't seem fair. Why do I have to do this now? I've waited this long for Isaac and now I have to give him up. That's not fair. Why would God do this to me? I can't believe. Instead of thinking that stuff, he was listening for the voice of God because he was so sure God was going to speak again. He was so sure that the Lord had more for him to do, that he was in tune with the spirit. And when the spirit said, stop, get the ram that's caught in the thicket, immediately he had proven to the Lord that my intimacy with you is more important than anything else. That intimacy is what he was proving to the Lord. He was proving, I love you more. I love you more than my son. I love you more than what you've promised me. I love you more than what I think. I love you more than what I know. I love you and I'm going to obey you no matter what it costs me, no matter what it looks like. I will obey you and through this obedience, it will yeah. honor you because I love you. And because he did that, the Lord not only established the covenant with Abraham, the covenant of blessing, the Lord, it's, he is known as the father of faith. Like that's what Abraham is known as so often is the father of faith. He's written about in Hebrews 11 in the faith chapter. And it says, y'all, I could, I could go for a while, but Abraham was counted as righteous because of the intimacy that he had with the Lord. Yeah. That intimacy stems every good thing, every good thing. You need deliverance, then you need intimacy with God. You need power, then you need intimacy with God. You yeah. need protection, then you need intimacy with God. You need help, then you need intimacy with God. If you need something, it comes through that intimacy and it doesn't come apart from that. You won't have the good and perfect things without the intimacy in God driving it. That's how he works. Yeah. Him being willing to sacrifice his son like that. It reminds me, I was just in a wedding recently, and the, I think it was the, the groom said, um, I vow to love God more than you. Yeah. <laughs> and like, even for me, that like, I've, whenever I hear that, it's like a, whoo, like that's, that's not, that's, yeah. that's, you don't hear stuff like that much. You, you, it's, it almost feels like, oh, it almost feels a little bit like, oh, to say or to yeah. hear. 
but um, that's it's it's so true. Even for your spouse, even for your kids. Yeah, he has to be first because it's from him that the overflow of power comes. Like it's from him. I can't be a good wife unless I'm loving him first. Like he has to be my priority. He has to be not because the Bible says it, but because he's worthy of it. He is everything and he's given me everything. So how would I not give him all of me back? Like if I'm to be a good wife, I've got to have that relationship with him first. If I'm to be a good friend, a good minister of the gospel, if I'm to be a good worker, it has to come through intimacy with him. Every good thing comes from him. But if you don't know him, you can't receive it. You know, if I only see my husband once a week, I'm missing out on the blessing that he is all through the rest of the week. I'm missing out on the little things, you know, I'm missing out on the day-to-day, the things that make him him. A once, a one-moment thing is just a snapshot. It's not the full picture. Like, if I just spent a day with Marky, I may know a part of who she is. It's not the full thing. Yeah. I learn the full thing the more I spend time with her, the more I talk to her, the more I have relationship with her, the more we do things together. You learn so much about a person by doing stuff together. And the Lord wants to be there with you through every step of the way. He wants to be a part of your job. He wants to be a part of your home. He wants to be a part of your relationships. He wants that. Yeah. And that intimacy will increase your power. And it's not weird. It's not hard. Like this really is, just like the title, an easy move to make because it's just choosing to put him first. You know, when we, when pastor first taught on this, one thing that he told the congregation to do was when they woke up, address God. Good morning, Holy Spirit. Good morning, Lord. I love you. To be intentional about talking to them throughout the day. It doesn't need to be in a megaphone like, I'm talking to God right now, everyone. It's choosing to talk to him, choosing to think about him. Think, oh my goodness, when you first fall in love, you're thinking about who you're in love yeah. with, like, yeah. all the time. It's stupid. Like, it's, yeah. it's, it's insane, like, to everybody else. Like, can you talk about anything else? Yeah. Like, I'm sure Pastor Nicole and Deb were done hearing about George, like, yeah. when I first met George. They're like, can you t- find yeah. an, any other topic? Like, and, but he's all I thought yeah. about. He's, he was my world, and I love him. Um, yeah. How, it's that. Yeah. And because you yeah. knew how much George loved you, mm-hmm. it made it easy. Oh, for if sure. You, if you didn't know that George loved you, how much would you have wanted to talk about him? How much would you have wanted to spend time with him or whatever? So It'd be really easy to move into fear on yeah. that. Like, does he love me the way I love him? Yeah. Yeah. And, that, and then you'd start getting into those acts of, I'm, I'm doing this for you. Do you see it? Do you love do you, me now? Yeah. Is this good enough? Has Did I do good enough? I probably didn't do good enough. Oh my yeah. God, he still doesn't love me, you know. For sure. Yeah. So if it's hard, if, 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 if talking about like love, like, okay, in the morning when you wake up, like address the Lord, talk to the Lord. If that's like, oh, if that like sounds difficult or like work, then we have to remember we have to get to the place where we understand how much God has given us and how much yeah. he loves us. Because when you understand that, like I think I said this before, it makes it easy. Yeah. The Lord's a person, like not a human person, but you know, the Lord 
has a personality. Like he has a yeah. heart. He has he has things that make him happy. He has things that he doesn't like. Yeah. He even laughed. First, oh my goodness, I'm sure I make George, or George. I'm sure I make God laugh all the time, intentionally and not intentionally. <laughs> but you know, if you're wanting to know who the Lord is, this is a picture of Him. You know, yeah. the Word is such a great picture of who God is, cover to cover. You know, His heart. It says that Jesus was the exact representation of God. So as you read who Jesus was, how patient he was, how kind he was, how generous he was, how much he loved his disciples, how much he loved children, you know, the amount of effort he went into protecting those that were around him, the fact that he healed the sick, he raised the dead, like he's a good God. He is the perfect picture of God the Father. And that same love that Jesus has for the church, God has for us. He has that same love. He delights in us. It tells us in Psalms that we're the apple of his eye. Like, that's one of my favorite things. Because your pupil is often the apple of your eye. To be, to know that you're the apple of someone's eyes, you've got to see him looking at you. The Lord is looking at us, and he delights in us. Like a parent delights in a child. There's nothing that you can do to make him love you more. It's settled. It's done. It's a decision that he made long ago before he even created you. He had plans for you. He thought about you. He desired you. That's who he is, and what he wants from you is just to desire him back. That's what he wants. Return to your first love. The power that you need is found in him. And so today, as we are wrapping up the broadcast, you know, maybe at, did I say broadcast? Did I say broadcast? I don't know what I said. Broadcast. I, I said it, and then I was like, did I say that word right? I don't know if I said that word right. <laughs> I don't know. But as we wrap up, you know, I, I know when Pastor first taught this to me, and I think that you've had uh, similar feelings when you heard it when you first got here. Like when Marky first got here last year, this is one of the things that, um, pastor talked about then mm -hmm. you know it's challenging because it's oh do I really love God the way that he loves me and the truth of the matter is none of us have perfectly loved God the way that he perfectly loves us for every bit of our life like all of us at some way shape or form in the past have fallen short of the glory of God but today's a new day just because you maybe have missed it in the past, just because you haven't esteemed God in the past, doesn't mean that that's your story forevermore. You may have missed it, but that's not who you are now. The Lord, you're not a sinner. The Lord doesn't see you as a sinner if you're a believer. Like, that's not who you are. You, as believers, are a child of God. And as his children, he delights in you. Yeah. He delights in you. It's settled. It's a done deal. You can't make him delight in you anymore. He already loves you. So rather than allow yourself to move to the place of, I just feel like crap about this, like realize that there's so much more love to receive from him and that he delights in you in that way. It's, it's awesome. Yeah. Anything? Um, I would just say, like, if there's... 
If there's anything that the Lord is bringing up to you that might be blocking that, not necessarily yeah. that, that God's looking at you and saying, okay, Marky, I want this fellowship with you, but you need to fix this first yeah. before I can. It's not that God's looking at us like that, but when we look at God, we know if there's yeah. something in the way, you know, sure. our conscience will tell us there's something in the way. And even if it shouldn't, even sometimes it even goes beyond convictions, condemnation of, oh, I did this and I can't stop thinking about it. Yeah. And I, this is getting in the way and I can't, I don't know how to pray. I don't know yeah. how to spend time with God right now yeah. because I did this, whether it's really big or really small. So yeah. I, I would say um, something really important is to, Clear all that out of the way. Yeah. You know, it's it's like truly think of it like a marriage or if you're not married, maybe you've dated or if you haven't dated like a friendship. If there's something that's in the way of your relationship with somebody that you truly care about, you get rid of that thing. Like there have been times for George, like something for George that George doesn't like is me being on my phone. Um you know, there's an age difference. He didn't grow up with cell phones the way that I did. And so he, he doesn't care if he's ever on his phone. So something that I've needed to grow in and do is, you know what, George doesn't like this. And because I love him, he's more important than my phone. He's more important than whatever. And he's done the same for me. There's things that I don't like and, or that I really like. And he's like, you know what, I'm not letting this hinder my relationship with her. I'm going to do this because I love her. And so you've really... Think of it as God, is God more important than whatever this is, whatever it's been, whether it's, you know, friendships that maybe you shouldn't have or that need to change or things that you're doing that need to change. Like, which is more important to you? Is God more important to you or is this thing more important to you? And ultimately, God should be the most important no matter what it is. He's the game changer. He's the deal breaker. Like, he, it's him. It's through him. And he'll empower you to put this down. Whatever this is, that intimacy that you'll have with him will empower you to make the change and live for him in a brand new way that will cause you to increase. It's through him that you receive the empowerment to be who you're called to be. Yeah. And so, just like Marky said, if there's something that's blocking you, choose him. Choose him over whatever this is, just like you would for your relationships. You're not going to let something petty stop you from being with the person who's most important to you. When you first fall in love, like distance doesn't matter. The time difference doesn't matter. If they have a job with weird hours, that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if they brush their teeth or not. The next time they see you, like that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what they're wearing. It doesn't matter what they're doing. You just want to be with them. Yeah. That's how the Lord is with you. It doesn't matter what you're wearing. It doesn't matter what you did yesterday. It doesn't matter what time it is. It doesn't matter if it's convenient or not. He just wants you. That's the love that he has for you. And that's the love that we need to strive to have for him. Because through that love is everything that we need. Amen. 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 So before we hop off, do y'all have any questions or anything um, and comments? We love you. Thanks for hanging out with us today. Make sure you share the broadcast because this is such an important topic. Pastor Brian says that this is the most important topic he's ever preached on ever. And all the things he's preached on, Reset is at the top of the top. So share the broadcast. Somebody does need to hear it. So
please share. And if you share, you're entered to win a $25 gift card. So, you know, perks. Yep. Thanks, Miss Patricia. We love you. This is Marky's favorite part, is when it gets quiet. What you can't see is that inside of her, her flesh is like crawling with, it's really quiet, what are they doing? <laughs> In that voice. Okay, doesn't look like anybody has any questions. We'll give it a couple more seconds. But thanks for hopping on with me today. Thank you, thanks for having me. Always. Yeah, this is a wonderful topic. I was so happy when I got here and like, you, we started Impact and, um, you guys were like, oh, he's starting this topic, and this is the best. And I was like, oh, this is going to be good. Like, I know, I, I need to hear about this. <laughs> this is going to be good. I was, I was, it was awesome to be here for that. Oh, you're cute. And for those of you that are watching, Impact University is a university that we have here at Boomerang. That's an Impact shirt she has on. Shirt. We have Impact every Tuesday night um, from 6 to 9, so we do school once a week, and it's awesome. It's, it's amazing. And not only is it amazing, like you literally leave the program with a fully um, accredited degree. So it's not just we made a piece of paper and we're handing it to you and we're like, good job for four years. Like, no, it's <laughs> like we're a legit school. So you don't just get a piece of paper. You're receiving impartation every single week. Like it's basically just another service with Pastor and Pastor Nicole, which is awesome. Mm -hmm. And so you're receiving and it's like crazy affordable. Like it's it's not expensive to come to Impact University. Yeah. I've been to several different colleges and the affordability of this is the cheapest that I've ever seen like a school be. Yeah. And because it's spirit led, yeah. if you're supposed to be there every week, everything is for you. Oh, everything for sure. is for your life specifically. I was telling Pastor Nicole last night after, I was like, I was like, there's no way at this ministry that I can ask God in, to show me anything and it not be revealed within like hours, hours, minutes. hours, <laughs> whether it's impact, whether it's church, whether it's through pastors or through other leadership. It's like impossible to not have like not just the word, but the word for you like specifically. Just as an example of that, Marky was uh, talking to me about something on Sunday that she had been talking to the Lord about. And then we went to sound check. And it's like every song that we were doing for worship that we had planned out way earlier in the week lined up with stuff that she was going through. And then, you know, somebody started speaking and it was something that she was going through. And then at youth that night, Paul started talking I about know. something Paul, that she was going through. Paul I was like, talking about something super specific. And I was like, what in the world? That had nothing like, to do with what he was talking about. Like the yeah. Lord just brought out the point. And so it was like all throughout the day, Marky Day. I love it. It feels like Marky Day every day here, though. Like it's all, the Holy Spirit's always doing that. It's, because this is where I'm supposed to be, so it's awesome. I love that. I love it's a and it's a wonderful ministry in that way. It's it's so cool that you don't have to just like go to the Bible and and like not have the Holy Spirit and be like, yeah. what does this mean? Is this yeah. for me? Like God, is this? Do you want? Does this apply to me? Is this what you're trying to tell me? Like the Holy Spirit makes it so much easier. Oh, for sure. And it's it's for everybody. Like yeah. it's it's not. I know we just used Marky as the example, but it's. It's everybody. Everybody yeah. comes in. Everybody receives yeah. what they need to. The first, like the first service, I was here. Oh. Like the first service I got here and I was like, whoa. <laughs> like, you know, it doesn't take yeah. being here forever for that to happen. It's the first time you come. 
Yeah, and you know, as as somebody who's been in Impact for it'll be four years this fall, um, and somebody who's been here at the ministry like six years, it's I, I'm a totally different person than I was when I first walked in. Like I. It, the Lord has such a work to do. So if you're interested in Impact University, shoot us a message. We would love to get you information. We started up our spring semester, but if you still want to hop in and like be a part of Impact U, you haven't missed it, we would love to have you. Send us a message. We will get you information. And don't let the finance thing uh, even be a thought in your head. If you feel the Lord drawing you to come, if you've always wanted to grow in the things of God, and I'll tell you, before I started Impact, I thought... I know some stuff like this is going to be fun because I know stuff and the Lord's like totally taking it to another place. I, I, after two classes, I'm like, I did not know what I thought I knew. Like, <laughs> I, I did not. It, you grow. It's, yeah. it's phenomenal. So whether you've ever been in school before, we have such an age range too. Like I think Marky's probably the youngest right now, but we're going to have others soon joining us. We have, all sorts of ages here, different walks. Of life. We want to have you be a part of it if the Lord's calling you to be a part of it. So send us a message. We'll get you information. And that was our um, impromptu plug for impact because <laughs> it's not just a plug. It's, it's life. Like it's, yeah. it's what we're walking out and it's awesome. So love you. We've gone 12 minutes over. Pastor shouldn't be shocked. <laughs> but we love you so much. Yeah. And thank you for watching. We'll be back next Wednesday. And we love you. Love you. Have a good day. Thanks for watching. Bye. Bye. This is also Marky's favorite part. <laughs> <laughs>